Okay, thank you very much, David. It's it's always an a an honor to be here with the uh, Timing Research crew, and always enjoy our time together here. So, again, uh, my name is Doc Severson. I'm going to be going over using technical trading tools to improve your profits today on the Tech Wizards 2023 conference. Okay, so this is a, a little visual anchor, so you guys can uh, follow along. We're going to follow the bouncing ball as we go up and to the right, which is what everybody should be used to. So we're going to start out here with a hello as to uh, who am I? And again, my name's Doc Severson. I'm an individual trader and performance coach since 2005. I was almost uh, recruited at gunpoint to becoming a, a coach because uh, the first thing I did was quit my job and I was trading by myself and I was having a good time. And unfortunately, it was just me and the dog at home. And that's the one thing that you you don't really anticipate is when you you quit your full-time job and become a full-time trader, all of a sudden it's just you. And all of a sudden, all of your, your social constructs just disappear. All your buddies that used to go out to with lunch, they're gone. So you got to hunt people down. Next thing I know, though, people were knocking on my front door saying, hey, could you help me do the same thing? So I've been doing that since 2005. I'm a trading moderator for the 12-minute trading service daily target 100. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. And uh, you may have heard my name before on services like Options Linebacker, Options MD, Theo Trade, Docs Trading Tools, ReadySet.Trade. My specialties have been multiple time frame fractal price analysis, options and future strategies, trading mindset, because I had to fix my own. And in general, what I try to do is to simplify the complex. So my purpose here today is I want to see the retail trader learn to win. I'd like to show you some of the things that I've had to learn over the past 20 years that have helped me improve my profitability. So none of this is the holy grail advice, just application of common sense and an acknowledgement that markets change all the time. They change constantly and the edge is a moving target. More directly, I want to show you how to win more than 90% of your trades Make a dollar eighty in profits for every dollar of losses. So that's a profit factor of one point eight. I want to show you how you can create consistent results as well. So let's get up to the problem. As a former engineer, I always like to begin by defining what's the problem. What is it that we're trying to change? So what do we need to solve? We're out of sync with the market, and I'm speaking for most retail traders that when the market zigs, you're zagging. You're out of sync with the market. So if you're looking to buy stock, here's a typical example here of somebody trying to buy stock, right? So you're looking to buy the pullback. You're trying to buy this long here. And so you buy the pullback. And then next thing you know, the market continues pulling back. We buy the dip and it keeps on dipping on you. And then if we say, well, let's buy some options. We're looking for the breakout above 39.50. We take that breakout above 39.50. We buy a call option. But we barely make a profit, even though we got the direction of the breakout right. We even timed it right, and we're barely making money. Why is that? We're out of sync selling options as well, too. We look for sideways price action. We look for range-bound price action. By the time that we enter the trade, though, we're getting run through. We're selling range-bound options. We get run over. So it's almost like there's somebody behind the curtain pulling the strings, right? This is the way a lot of people feel. There's somebody following your trades and telling the market to do the exact opposite of everything that you are. This is all very common, though, and it's a part of a progression that all traders eventually go through. This is sort of Sisyphus thing where we push the stone up the hill only to have it roll back again. We're all familiar with this. 
but some traders that follow a very well-defined path and progression get past this phase much faster than others by finding out how to keep that rock from rolling back down the hill. So here's what we need to find out, what we can control and analyze what we can't control and use that to our advantage. So that's kind of my presentation today. I'm, this is going to be a, a different one. And again, with the tech wizards, I'm always trying to provide something a little bit different than the usual material. So let's talk about control for a second. So we're, we're mounting the, the up and to the right here, the graph. What can we control? Can we control the market? Well, we'd like to think that we can, but we really can't. And a lot of people that enter into investing get frustrated with that because a lot of times they don't see the logic and what the price is doing. It almost seems to be like opposite day every day. When something positive is reported, kind of like yesterday's Microsoft earnings, all of a sudden, boom, the market goes in the opposite direction. You can't trade the market that you want to, only the one that we have today. So here's the thing. I saw a lot of people in 2022 still trading the 2021 market. And I would say we'll see people in 2023 trading what they're used to from 2022. It happens all the time. So what I want you to do is to start getting used to looking at things for what they are today. What can we control with our trading? And it may not seem like much, but it's actually just enough. We can control our response and use of the following inputs. Hey, good afternoon, uh, 382956. Uh, good to see you. <laughs> Glad you're here with us today. We can control, well, we cannot control price, but we can analyze it through statistical and technical means. And this is not about predicting the future. Nobody here is going to be talking about predicting the future, at least in my time slot, but more about reading what the market wants. What does the market want right now? And figuring that out. So that's price. We can't control it, but we can analyze it. We can't control time either, but we can select trade durations and indicator timing based on our perception of how time changes in the market. And we can't control volatility either, nor can we alter it but we can analyze the realized. So realized is historical, what actually happens to the price volatility versus implied, which is the forward look on implied or a forward look on volatility based on the option market and make decisions based on mean reversion. So it's almost like managing several things at once. In fact, it is like managing several things at once. It's like a puppeteer. Puppeteer has to manage several inputs all at once to make this puppet look like he's walking. And I did a brief stint in, uh, in the cockpit. I was going through pilot training for a while. And man, it is one of the most difficult things that I've ever tried to accomplish. It's easy once you're up in the air flying around, but staying ahead of the airplane is very, very difficult. There's so many inputs. So you get almost overwhelmed by things coming at you all at once. And all of a sudden, instead of like driving in two dimensions here, we're flying in three dimensions. So you can't exactly pull over to the side of the road while you get your act in gear. You have to do it on the fly. So there's several different things at once we have to control. And so this is why I see a lot of pilots actually become very, very good traders. And some of my good friends are actually uh, commercial pilots as well too. So let's talk about managing price. We're gonna go through price, time, and volatility here. So price is number one. How do you manage price? There's two ways to analyze and manage price. Statistical and technical analysis. Now, here comes the religious war, right? So there's two schools of thought on how to time entries. Random walk 
from uh, Burton Malkiel implies that there is zero knowledge about forward price action. So forward price movement fits into a log normal distribution of price. So you've, you've all seen the, uh, the standard distribution curve here, normal distribution, right? So everything, you know, 68% of the, of the movement stays within one standard deviation. And then we get the fat tails on either side. So there's one school of thought that price movement is completely random. And it's just, it's just going to fit within that log normal distribution. And that's typically folks from Chicago are going to be, I don't know what it is about the water there, but everybody that grew up in the pits or really started trading in Chicago generally goes by the random walk there. And then there's the rest of us, which did not grow up in the trading pits. And the only way that we could do price discovery was through charts. And so typically what we we're going to be using to understand price discovery is technical analysis. So there is some implication that we can project forward price movement based on past behavior. I'm not going to go that far today. I'm going to say that we can analyze what's happening or what could be happening, depending on whether we break out or break down from a certain Darvis box. That's about as far as I'll go with that. But that's generally the, the two religions that are far, part of price analysis out there in the market. So they're at religious extremes. They both make fun of each other with neither side respecting the other. So my attitude is, why don't we just use both of them? There's no reason why we can't use both of these. So let's talk about random walk analysis, statistical. We can use what's called the expected move to find the plus and minus one standard deviation. So the expected move, which is through some of the better brokers actually published every single day or actually on a continual basis with every option chain out there. And if you don't have, if you have one of the other brokers that are out there that does not provide expected move, you can just use the at the money straddle, calculate the at the money straddle. It's going to be fairly close to what the expected move is. So that's an old pit trader trick. They would do it on the fly all the time. And then that's going to give you your plus and minus one standard deviation distance. You can also use option Delta to find the probability of success or the inverse of the probability of success, say like a five delta option is going to give you a 95% probability of success. So we want to place options, option positions if we're selling something outside of the expected move. And we want to target positions at a specific delta. So we're going to use this statistical analysis is not necessarily random walk, but we're going to use the tools that they offer in just about every brokerage. Else. Now, here's an example of how we can do something like that. So I took these numbers this morning. And this morning, what we were looking at for the 31 Jan cycle, which is into next week, next Tuesday, is that we have an expected move of 74.46 points, plus and minus 74.46. So there's a 68% chance that the price will be plus and minus 74 points by next Tuesday. So with the current price, when I captured this at 4017, the envelope was 3943 to 4091. And this is out there every day. So this get, provides structure. So for those of you that are only using charting or indicators, things like that, this is extremely powerful to provide this sort of consistent approach towards the market every single day, using those deltas, using those standard deviations and understanding the probability behind what it is that you're accomplishing. So we can locate positions outside of this 
one standard deviation envelope, such as choosing the short put down here with a 95.66% probability of success. And that's at the 38.15 strike price. So we can start to stack these probabilities in our favor, especially when we use technical analysis on top of that. So again, with TA technical analysis, our goal is not to predict the future with TA as many try to. If you spend any time on Twitter or on Wall Street bets or whatever, you got people posting charts with some very simple stochastics and MACDs and moving averages and things like that. And, you know, TA 101 kind of thing and trying to predict the future from it. And if they find out that you've been trading the market for the past 20 years, they say, well, what's going to happen tomorrow? And my answer is I have no idea. I have no clue what's going to happen tomorrow. Technical analysis gives me a framework from which I can make decisions about what does happen tomorrow. Again, it's not for anticipating, although there are ways that you can anticipate the character of this. And I'll show that to you. It's not really necessarily predicting the future. It's giving a probability behind what is the next action. So our goal with, if we're going to do neutral option selling strategies, which many of you do, it's to enter and exit when there's an absence of a linear trend. And I'll show you that in a minute. So neutral strategies can take a lot of heat when the markets are trending, like we've seen in the last few days. It's like, wow, this thing's moving all over the place. Every single day is a trend. So how can we avoid trending markets before or while they're occurring? So to this end, we can use what I call fractal energy trading. And I didn't talk much about this, but I do have a, actually a book on amazon.com, which is called fractal energy trading, which came out just a couple of years ago. So to me, markets don't do overbought and oversold anymore. That's what we've been taught for the past 50 years. Well, it's overbought on the RSI. I don't care what is overbought can stay overbought for a long, long, long time. Usually oversold is more of an event. Overbought is more of a process before it finally changes. Markets under the influence of QE, dollar printing, it's still going on out there. They move differently. So similar to how nature works, markets will move as far as they possibly can and rest and consolidate. So if you're going, if, if you're going to uh, climb Mount Everest, if you want to summit Mount Everest, you're not going to do it all in one day. You're going to get up to the first base camp. You're going to hang out at that base camp for a while until you acclimate yourself, and then you'll run into base camp number two. Probably spend a few days there as well, too. Base camp number three, base camp number four. Does this look familiar? This is how markets move. They go as far as they can, then they rest and consolidate. Range expansion goes to range contraction, and then back again and again. This cycle goes into perpetuity. It never stops. So if we look at this from range expansion versus range contraction, we can see here's a range contraction. Now, a lot of people, I remember this one, this was from last year. A lot of people were looking to take this. Oh, it's a bull flag. We're going to take this to the upside. Everybody was leaning long into this one and then got smoked to the downside. This is what we do with fractal energy, though, is we say, hey, we're looking for a big move. Don't know which way it's going to go because I don't know the future, but I'm going to look for either a breakdown from here or a break out from this level. And whichever one that it Whichever one wins is the direction that I want to go in. So that's range contraction going to range expansion. And then that range expansion went to range contraction again, pulled into another range. And this time it broke out to the upside for a little while until it got exhausted and went into another range until it broke out again. It just does this back and forth, up and down. 
forever and ever. It never stops. It's not overbought, oversold. It's range expansion, range contraction, and then back again. So what we can do is use what's called, what I call the fractal energy indicator. This is actually the choppiness index. It's a little known study by E.W. Dreiss. It's not even on the Thinkorswim platform, but it's been around for a long time. So most other platforms still have it, though, like TradingView has got it. Um, it's available on, I'm trying to think of TrendSpider's got it as well, too, but not Thinkorswim for some reason. So we have the custom code for that. We provide that to people. So it's, you can think of this as almost like a fuel gauge. Think of this as full and empty, full and empty. Now, full means that the market's been walking sideways for a period of time. Nonlinear price action is almost like winding up a spring, winding a spring up until building that potential energy into there until it's released as kinetic energy or the form of a trend. You guys remember high school physics, right? Potential and kinetic energy. It's the same thing. The market's just like a big organism that uses the same kind of rules as what we see every day. It's not overbought, oversold. It's range contraction to range expansion. And then range contraction again to range expansion, contraction, expansion, back and forth, back and forth. So these are high energy conditions where we have a full tank and this thing's about ready to pop. And you can see that these really do. And then we have the converse of that where we have exhaustion, likely to consolidate or reverse, likely to consolidate or reverse. Right. So when we when we see this going into exhaustion, we're expecting this to consolidate until it builds up enough energy for the next swing. And it just happens over and over again. So, again, we can stack probabilities in our favor. If we see a market going into exhaustion, that's when we want to hit it with a range bound trade like an iron condor, a time spread like a calendar spread, something like that. Placing positions outside the expected move, placing them during periods of range expansion into exhaustion. We want to do everything that we can before we enter our positions to stack probabilities. So there's 252 trading days a year. We don't have to ever enter every single day. A lot of people feel the need to bring it on every day. You don't need to do that. You can pick your spots. Now let's talk about managing time. We can't control the passage of time, but we can manage our trades to make the best use of time. I'm going to bring up some things that you might not have think about, thought about here. So let me ask you a question. Are all market characters the same? What is market character? Well, it's the behavior of it. And guess what? It changes all the time. Can you see the difference between the market in 2021, late 20, all the way through 21 versus 2022? Big difference, right? So the character and timing of this style of market, when we're in what's called a quiet and trending character, is very, very different from a volatile and trending market to the downside. This style of market, again, is called volatile and trending. Very, very volatile, very quick, very sharp trends with this one. And every corrective market is going to look basically the same thing. So this is a slow, deliberate, methodical market to the upside. It's that upside grind that we all love, makes everybody look like a genius. Therefore, we need to be using long, slow strategies with longer time frame analysis. We need to slow down our analysis. On the other hand, a corrective market is very fast, very choppy. We need to speed up our strategies and our timeframes. So again, linear bull markets 
longer hold time strategies using longer sample times in our studies. Correct the bear market's shorter hold time using shorter sample times in our studies. Probably haven't heard of that before, right? It's like a religion. Oh my gosh, I've got to set my RSI for 14. Well, who said that? Some dude from 50 years ago, Wells Wyatt, told you to set it for 14. Is the market the same? No, it's not. So over the past decade, it's become accepted as fact that the optimal hold time for a short option position is 45 days to expiration. I think that works very well for a slow linear bull market. That length of time duration will get you run over. If you're, you've got a bullseye in your forehead and a 45 DTE these days, you're going to get hit. So these days, it's better to reduce our time exposure during corrective markets. And what's great is that now we have, as of last spring, we have daily options. They expire every single day on the S&P. Zero, one, two, five. Then we get into next week. There's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, over and over again. These are awesome. It's also available under the NDX, Spiders, the Qs, the slash ES futures contract. And then other contracts have maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we're really well covered now compared to how it used to be. When I started this, we only had the big monthly options. That was it. And you had to make those work for 30 straight days. So what's great is that these options expire today. And imagine you've got a big roaring fire over here on the other side of the room. That's a fire. Okay. So, and you're holding an ice cube in your hand. You're holding an ice cube in your hand, which has got a certain amount of passive melt, you know, from your hand and just with time, because it's about 32 degrees, hopefully. But then as you start to move towards this fire, the amount of temperature that hits this, the temperature differential varies as they square the distance. So it begins to melt faster and faster as you walk towards this. And this is what happens with the options melt or that time decay with these options on the very last day. So they can be very, very useful. Now, these are very sharp instruments. Not the place to learn your first option trade is to do these zero DTEs. So consider extending the trade out over a few days to slow down the trade. So at 12-minute trading, we're generally using five trading days, which is a nice compromise. We've got something where you get some pretty good distance, really fast time decay, but you're not slugging it out with the price hand-to-hand -hand combat. So let's talk about tuning our studies to today's market. All of us have our favorite technical analysis studies, but you've ever stopped to think of whether the settings need to be adjusted? So here's an example where I was using a typical 14 period. Just about every study out there is 13 or 14 period, and it's been that way for a long time. And nobody stops to ask why it's 13 or 14 or whatever. So in this case, this is what we had last year. The market was ripping. These are weekly swings. I mean, we're, we're losing hundreds of points. But at no time did I ever get into an exhaustion signal here. No time did I ever get into exhaustion. Now, that's important because if I see a weekly swing that gets exhausted, I'm expecting to see a counter trend rally from there as a corrective pattern, believe it or not from the opposite trend. I'm expecting to see a counter trend rally and those can be extremely valuable because what happens is the implied volatility crushes like crazy and it becomes a very simple trade if you're selling puts on a strategy like this. So I really need to, to, to be able to identify these. And I was not able to do that because the indicator was too slow. And so this is something that I noted probably a little too late 
last year, probably uh, sometime in the summer, I noted, wait a minute, these 14 periods are just too slow. It's not working. So what I did was I changed it over to nine period. And all of a sudden, everything just clicked into place. And this is something I'm going to you know, suggest to you today is that if you're having trouble getting into sync with the market, you may want to look at managing your time. So not only doing shorter duration strategies, but also take a look at your studies and make sure that they're keeping up with the market. A period of 14 candles, 14 weeks, we don't need 14 weeks to, uh, to suggest a downtrend these days. It happens so quickly. And now with nine period, I got these great signals that showed me some really decent potential for the price to start moving in the opposite direction. So take a look at the timing of your chosen studies today. Corrective or bear markets are faster. So the question on the table is, are your studies keeping up? Mine were not. So take a look at yours. Now let's talk about managing volatility. We manage volatility by the read of the current price. So that's the realized or historic vol. And the expected forward rate of volatility is priced into the option chain, which is the implied vol. Volatility is mean reverting. And what this means is, think about a certain mean, kind of an average of things. And you can see this sometimes like on the Bollinger Bands, you'll see something get out of hand to the upside, and then it reverts back to the mean. And sometimes it goes in the opposite direction, and then it reverts back to the mean. It's always considered to be like home. So we can put something like the 200-day moving average on, on something that typically that acts as a price mean or even to some degrees volatility. So volatility is mean reverting. This means that we need to understand what is relatively high and likely to revert lower and what is relatively low and likely to revert higher again. So what are the extremes? What is too high and likely to revert lower? What is too low and likely to revert higher again? Well, this is where we can actually chart these kind of things. And so looking at the S&P over the last year, we can see that, and blue here represents the implied volatility, the, the kind of the brown or semi-orange here. This is the realized volatility. So we have relatively high implied volatility up in this area. And that makes sense because we know that implied volatility generally will rise as the price goes down. This is the fear. The fear is kicking in at this point. And this is why implied volatility, people are buying puts like crazy. On the other side of the spectrum, we have relative low implied volatility. This is complacency. And complacency typically happens when we have rallies that get up to euphoria. This is where we have the complacency kicking in. Complacency back in April. Okay. So this is where we have relative low volatility. So how, we, how do we know what's relatively high or relatively low? This is where we can add labels like this, the IV percentile or the IV rank to every instrument. So IV percentile tells us the percentage of days over the last year, last 252 days when IV was lower than its present day. So right now, if we're sitting at a IV percentile of, say, 10, that means that only 10% of days over the last year we're actually lower. So that's a really low value at 10%. IV rank compares present IV to both high and low volatility levels over the past 252 days. So it's a rank. Both of these are zero to 100. And you can look up the differences between the two. Some people prefer one over the other. I'm just going to say, look, grab one that you can find. 
and just use it to understand the relative high or low of the current IV. We want to be aggressively selling premium when IV percentile or IV rank is showing relatively high levels. So this could be above 50%, for example. And we want to be very cautious about selling premium and more aggressive, more aggressively buying options when IV percentile or IV rank are showing relatively low levels, kind of like right now where we've got very, very low levels. Okay, so that's managing volatility. Now, I can't do a presentation without talking about the mental side of things, because to me, it's probably 80% of the challenge of making money as a trader. So how do we manage ourselves? It's one thing to talk about managing price time and volatility in different markets, but what are you doing to manage you? Now, your approach is going to be different from everybody else, and it needs to be different from everybody else. So to me, there's kind of an intersection here between capital, time, available, and your knowledge. So a lot of people will complain and say, well, I'm capital constrained. I've got a small account, so therefore, I, there's no way I can be successful with this. Okay. Is there any limit on the amount of knowledge that you can apply? And the answer is no. What about time? Are you willing to put in the time to gain the knowledge? Can you identify one window per day where you can manage and monitor a trade? If that's possible, then capital doesn't really enter into the equation. Certainly it's a limitation, but not your limitation to be effective. So give me any day a trader that understands this equation and, and understands that the by far the most important thing is knowledge and is not necessarily capital. I mean, yeah, capital will, will limit results, but it won't limit your performance. And look for somebody that is willing to take the time to build that knowledge and then identify areas where they can trade during the day. So it's different from, it's different for everybody else, but don't use this Venn diagram as an excuse. Use it as your advantage. There's a great movie out there called City Slickers that came out maybe 30 years ago with Billy Crystal. And it featured this one character called Curly, toughest cowboy out there, right? So they were fascinated with this character because he didn't say much, but boy, he was tough. He knew what he would, he knew who he was. And that, if you actually go out to YouTube and search on Curly's Law, you'll find about a three-minute clip, won't take you that long, and you'll get it. All you need to be successful as a retail trader is to master one thing. And in fact, I didn't start consistently making money until I literally swept my desk and said, I'm going to trade one strategy, one chart. And then all of a sudden, everything turned around for me. Because all of a sudden you get really, really good at that one thing and you understand how that chart moves and you understand how the chain moves. Master one thing and then look to diversify later on. Don't do it backwards like all the other retail traders. So kind of the way that I approach this thing, I started out with a great big funnel and out of that funnel, there was only one thing that, that was able to come out of the bottom of that thing. So that was, that was the way that I kind of did it. And it's, it's okay to get experience with different things. It's, it's fine if you want to look at trading futures or Forex or options or stocks. I mean, there's literally dozens of ways to make money in this, but don't think that you should or can do them all. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the effect of the media that's been on, on you for the last, you know, however many years. And then use an income pyramid for this. So with your greater chunk of capital, whatever that is, do the long and slow stuff with that. 
save the really rapid things, the zero DTE or the futures or whatever you're using with a much smaller portion of capital. Make sure that you're following rule number one of risk management, which is to identify your exit before you even enter the trade. Most people can't do that. And make sure that you're at no time risking more than 2% of your account on any trade. Actually, a lot less than that would be better. And you can focus on doing something like earning 100 bucks a day. I think this is really, really valuable to put a target on whether it's a day or a week. It doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't even have to be $100 a day. It could be $10 a day, depending on the size of your account. But learning to be a business is so, so important. And what happens is people just dismiss the power of compounding. If I were to challenge you to say, hey, between today and tomorrow, do you think you can get 1% better at your strategy? Can you study? Can you refine your rules a little bit and maybe find 1% of improvement between today and tomorrow? And I think all of you out there would stick your hand up and say, yep, yeah, I can do that. So you come back the next day and you say, yep, I was able to find 1% of improvement. And then I would say, okay, do it again today. And then again, and again, if you do this every single day, get 1% better every day, you'll be 38 times better at something by the end of the year. That's the power of compounding. However, if you get 1% worse every day, you're in zero. And so most, most retail traders are doing this kind of thing. We just, you know, we'll, we'll start out by doing something. And if we don't immediately win, if we'll take a couple of trades of something, we run over here and we jump on this bright, shiny penny and maybe invest into that and maybe take a couple of trades and say, well, this is no good. And then we run over here and try this strategy. And then maybe we'll go back to our original one. We just kind of run into this thing. And instead of getting 10 years of experience, we get one year of experience 10 times. So pick your one thing, dedicate yourself to it, and go for that improvement. Compounding is where it's at. Run the numbers too. Make sure you're running a plan. Run the numbers so that you understand exactly what it is that you're doing, what's working for you, what's not working for you. Find the things that are working for you and do more of those. Find the things that are not working for you and do less of those, right? It's very simple, but people don't take the time to do it. And then decide by the numbers, not fear. And this is one thing that we all got to do is we cannot operate from a position of fear. The best trades that you'll likely ever take are those that feel horrible to enter. Conversely, be concerned when you see a trade that's a safe bet. It's likely you're going along with the investing herd. You're about to get run over. You just don't know it yet. So let's put everything together. Price, time, and volatility. Understand the statistical metrics that you'll use to systematically enter positions. What delta? What probability of success? Where's my expected move? Use technical analysis to match the current state of the market to what you see as the potential for movement in the chart. Can you put these factors together and create an edge that is independent from the rest of retail? We're so used to making social decisions, right? We're so used to saying, okay, let me just look on Amazon and I'm going to buy a four or five star rated product. We have outsourced our decision-making ability for the most part to other people. We've socialized our decision-making. And guess what people do? The first thing they do when they get into the market is they go on Twitter or they join some Discord or they join some other area and it's the same group think. Oh, everybody, we got to get into this and let's all jump into this at once. And it, it, there's no independent thinking there. This is where the edge is. Once you learn your technique, you almost don't want to listen to anybody else. You almost don't want to hear what other people are doing. 
because you've got your thing going. Now, what about time? Can you measure the timing and velocity of the chosen market and place trades that match the character of the market by matching the timing to your tools? Experiment today. Look at the timing of your whatever studies that you're using. Do you still really, really need them at, at a time frame of 14? Maybe you can go quicker. And then volatility. Do you understand where volatility is in the context of mean reversion? Is it likely to expand or contract from the current values? And will you have more edge in buying or selling against that change? Let me throw out some examples here uh, before we finish. So we'll just, uh, we'll be wrapping up here in just a couple of minutes. So all of the green ovals in this chart are areas where I was very aggressive with setting up short-term iron condor trades where a range was expected. So these are all the green ovals. These show exhaustion. And this is very simple to do. This is where we had exhaustion, expecting some range in here. Here's exhaustion, expecting some range. Each one of these, we said range, 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 range. Each one of these gave us range. Okay, but don't overstay. You're welcome. In the red, each one's in the red here. This is where we said, hey, uh, I think it's time to go. Let's be cautious because we're probably expecting a big move to come out of here. And in each case, we did. We did get a pretty good move. Now, it depends on what you're doing. If you're going for directional trades, that's the type of setup that you want to look for a breakout or breakdown from. And then we can also use things. We can change how we do things. We can set up trades that are a lot more narrow. This is what I call a low probability condor. So we can set up a trade like this that offers better static risk management and protection against black swans. A lot of people are really concerned that we're going to just wake up tomorrow morning or the day after, whatever, and we're going to be looking at a 7% move down with the circuit breakers firing. And the price is right in the middle of all their spreads and they're giving back, you know, the profits of the last 30 trades. So the, the way to fix that is to go closer to the money, believe it or not, and take a bigger credit and reduce your risk. These are great when we're expecting a one or two day pause in a trend via the energy readings. So these types of trades, I want to get in, get my fair share, get out before the movement starts, get your fair share and get out before the movement starts. Now look at different IV percentile for different underlines. So here's the current SBX. And I took this a couple of, couple of hours ago, we had a 12% IV percentile. So it's right up here in the corner of this little label. So this is dangerous for selling. It's ideal for buying, but it's very dangerous for selling options against. And then we compare that versus the Russell and the Russell 2000 has got a 52% IV percentile. Better for selling than buying with this level of implied volatility against the mean. So much higher level of implied volatility with the Russell against its own comparison. Okay, so there we go. Let's wrap up here. Nothing I've talked about in this presentation is really new. Traders have been using these techniques for decades, although it did take me a long time to learn them myself. So why is it that so few traders are profitable? Maybe, maybe they lack the discipline. Perhaps they don't have a system. More than likely, they'll lose confidence and give up after the first loss to just keep that, that cycle of rolling the stone up the hill and then letting it come back down again. Just keep jumping around from strategy to strategy, from mentor to mentor to mentor, watching lots of YouTube videos and everything like that. You become, uh, you know, it's, I, I just see this all the time, right? Guys that are really, really smart, Guys and gals that are smart, they can talk your ear off in terms of that, but they're not profitable. So confidence must begin by gaining knowledge 
and then applying that knowledge to learn to win. You got to start to learn to think differently about the market. If you need one piece of this puzzle or maybe several pieces, then consider joining me at the 12 minute trading daily target 100 service. So we meet every as a team every day in a live trading room. So it's it's a true community that's out there. And you know, there's there's moi. So we're we're doing this every day at 11 o'clock Eastern time for about an hour or so. So we'll do maybe uh, 20 to 25 minutes of actual trading where we're entering positions and then logging those. And then the rest of the session turns into more of a, just a discussion or coaching session. So we enter trades every single day to give you reps in the system. If conditions don't warrant a real entry, then I'll enter it in SIM just to give you practice to see what we're doing. So all live trades are posted in our class portal. We have email, we have SMS notifications backed up by a live tracker. There's never any ambiguity in terms of what we're doing. Here are some of the some of the tools that we have. Here's the typical trade update. Here's our SMS going out. We do have a full course that's out there for, for people that need to understand how to set up vertical spreads and how to manage them. So I'm a big believer in setting up the written materials. And then there's, you know, trade updates every single day. So each day in the trading room, we do a full read on the market, an evaluation of current inventory and what we're doing with current positions plus new trade entries, which are entered live in the room. So we don't, we don't go off and enter these positions in secret. We do them right in front of you. They're entered live in the room. So everybody can see. And in fact, a lot of our better members will actually front run me, which is, it's always a race. So think of every day as a live coaching session with me. So today's webinar special, two weeks of free trial. So there's no risk to this. You can just come along and spend two weeks with me in the daily target 100 service. You can cancel at any time before the trial expires. If you want to do that, if you go to 12 minute trading.com T 100 TR for timing research, there you go. Thank you, David. So two weeks of free trial at 12 minute trading.com slash T 100 TR spend two weeks with me live. If it works for you, it's only 147 a month to stay cancel at any time. So don't miss out on the free trial as it's going to be taken down by this weekend. So no risk to try it out. You know, it's uh, the offer is right there. So with that, uh, that is the, that's everything that I have to say today. So please consider joining me and just, you know, an open plea for those of you that are that are out there and a little bit lost in this, this type of market is look at getting good at one thing. Find your one thing. It doesn't matter whether that's something that we do, which is to sell credit spreads on the S&P 500 and the Russell 2000. That's all that we do. And we're doing them every day. So it gives you practice and you get very, very good at something like that. But if, it, if that's not your bag, then find out what your thing really, really is and dedicate yourself to it. And that is the key towards performance. <laughs> okay. You're, thank you, Robert. Thank you for uh, saying hello. Robert, uh, 382956. <laughs> you know, someday we're all just going to have numbers to us. We're gonna, Our life, you know, we're going to be run by robots. So probably not that far away from that. Okay. Any questions? If not, I will uh, look forward to seeing you guys at the live trading room tomorrow morning, 12minutetrading.com slash T100TR. Thanks, everybody. I appreciate it. Please use, uh, please use those techniques that I talked about today. That is the key. And get good at your one thing. And David, that is, uh, that's it from, from this end.